This is the show for those who want to live strong in business, life, and family. Welcome to the Warrior Her Podcast. and it's gotten me to where I am so even if you feel I felt so lost I'm telling you like I have chills and you know just to put an age to it in 2019 I was 34 so 30 you know again I'm big on cliche so all you don't feel like it's too late it's not too late I just figured out what I wanted to be and who, who I am at 34 so no matter what the age is trust the path that you're on go for it, take the risk and trust in yourself to know that it's going to lead to where you're supposed to be in life. Welcome to the Warrior Her podcast. Today I'm featuring Chef Dawn Tanner and she's based out of Los Angeles. She is a caterer, private chef and meal prep chef. And she's here today to just share her story of how she opened her company Splendidly Flavored. So um, we'll kind of jump right into your backstory. So anyone who listens to my podcast knows I always start with the backstory. It's super important, you know, your origin story. Um, So can we just kind of start there, like where you're from? Sure, absolutely. Well, first, let me just take the time. Thank you so much for having me. This is my first podcast. So I'm really excited. Yeah, I'm hopefully first of many. Um, I can't even try to explain how excited I am and how happy I am to be able to have a voice and actually speak to the people. So I'm really looking forward to this. So thank you so much for having me first and foremost. No, thank Uh, you. You're you're welcome. You're welcome. Secondly, um, as far as where I'm from, I was born and raised in Los Angeles, California. Um, I never moved anywhere except for, you know, I moved inland um, in high school. So I moved to Corona um, and have been out there ever since. And you know, just being from LA and just coming from two parents, you know, my mom was in the corporate industry and my dad was just a, a, a hustler. So it's just been something that's just kind of literally just been in me that I just knew that, you know, I grew up on a really nice side of town in LA. I grew up in Ladera Heights. So it definitely set the standard of what I knew I wanted for myself and for my now son. I was going to say children, but I only ended up having one, a son. But, you know, it just set the bar high, you know, so it just set the bar. I knew, you know, I watched my parents work hard for what they wanted and they worked tirelessly and overtime and working to the middle of the night, all of that just to make ends meet and to provide a better life for us. So that's what I'm doing now, you know, to make sure that I can provide the same for my son. And how old is your son? He's 13. He's not a baby. He's 13. He'll be 14 in October. But, you know, when you're a mom, he's my baby forever. And girl, he's 6'3". So he's definitely not a baby, but that's my baby. Wow. At at 13? Oh, man. Are you tall? I'm tall. Yes, I'm 5'10". So And and dad's tall, I'm assuming, too? And his dad is 6'9". Oh, yeah. All right. You know, we never knew, like, okay, is he going to, like, just kind of be average? But it's He's taller than what his dad was at his height. So he might end up being, I might have me a seven footer on my hands, girl. (laughs) Do people try to push him to be an athlete? Yes, they do. Because he's tall. 
because he's tall. So it's so funny. That's something that he, his dad and I were literally um, dealing with now. We aren't together, but we're great co-parents, literally like great, great friends. Um, so we had to have that conversation because he's going into eighth grade this year. So it's like, okay, you know, people are wanting to, to you know, have you come to their high school so that they can get you into these good colleges. So what is basketball to you? You know, is this something you just kind of like it because it's fun, something to do on weekends, or do you really want to do this? So he's like, I want to do this. So literally overnight, our lives changed. Like he's like working out like two a days and, you know, just practicing with people, trying to um, develop even more than what he is to, it's already time to get him prepared to go to like a great four-year college. You know what I mean? So that's that's where we are now. So he literally just let us know that, this is what I really want to do. And so we're going to, you know, at least do our part to give him a fair chance to get into, if nothing else, just take advantage and get a free education. That's all we want. Yeah, that's, uh, I asked that because I think a lot of times, um, you know, especially boys are pressured to go into sports and mm -hmm. it's like, maybe he's not athletic, <laughs> you know, maybe right, he right. really, he actually like loves art or, right. you know, wants to be a chef, you know, right. like don't exactly. just, we're more than capable of, you know, as black people, we're more than capable of being athletes. So Absolutely. there's, there's that part too, Absolutely. <laughs> you know, and I, I fully agree, you know, there, I think in our, you know, in our culture, we, we can be kind of closed minded if that's the right word to use, you know, like, you know, just because someone is African-American with a big house, it doesn't mean that they're just an athlete or they're just a, a, a rapper or something like that. You know what I mean? Like we we can be artists too. We can be um, creative on a whole other level too. You know, we can be art dealers and, you know, all of these types of things. So, you know, we have to get ourselves out of this box that the only way that we're going to be successful is by being an athlete or an entertainer. There's so many other avenues and I made sure that my son is aware of that, but he just happens to like basketball. So I'm like, I'm one of those parents. If you, if he tells me tomorrow, he wants to be a photographer. Okay. Let's, let's do it. Yeah. We're going to give you the Let's go do what you want to do, but he likes basketball. So I'm going to support him yeah. as long as that's what he wants to do. Yeah, that, that's awesome. I'm sure, you know, as someone who is an athlete and mm -hmm. I, I love it, I, I want my kids to do it, but, um, so far they both like sports. My son is definitely not six, three and he's 14. Okay. So I'm like, <laughs> I, sent him, <laughs> I sent him this article and it was like the one really good point guard in college and it was like he's a new kid and i was like well okay there's always there we got inspiration right right like, right, right i said you just got to be so good that they can't turn you away absolutely. so it's not impossible but absolutely. but you do gotta you know you have to work for it and it's not just like sometimes when you feel like it you know sure and you know it, it's the same for my son too just because he's six three that doesn't mean he's a shoe in you know there's um one thing I learned from his dad, because, you know, obviously his dad was an athlete, too. There's a lot of great people, a lot of great athletes who aren't in the league, whether it's NFL or basketball, you know. So he knows, too, there's going to be a lot of people who's going to be, I don't know, let's just say, let's just stick to 6'6". Six, six. There's going to be a lot of people that 6'6". Six, six. There's going to be a lot of people that can dunk. There's going to be a lot of people that can do that. But you have to make sure you do the work to where you stand and you're you're above and beyond them because if you're just like them then that's where it kind of gets you can get lost in the sauce so it, it can go either way honestly so i was reading um the article that you did in voyage la uh-huh 
And it's, it seems like your son is an integral part of your life. Yes. Now, were you young when you had him? I was, um, you know, and I guess that's relative. <laughs> you know, I, I was 23 when I gave birth to my son. Yeah. So yeah, um, I was definitely young. Um, but it's something that it, it, I can't imagine what my life would be like if I did not have my son when I did. I'm telling you, it's just ever since then, like my, my life has just been into overdrive. Like, okay, I have somebody depending on me now. I've always worked. I've always just, I've been in sales. I've worked all different types of jobs because the money was there. Like, okay, so this is going to help me pay rent. This is what I'm going to do. You know what I mean? So he is the one who consistently drives me. I, that's why I say, I can't imagine what my life would be like without, because if, I didn't have him. I don't know if I would have the drive and the hunger that I do now to be great. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so he was born in what? 2008? 2007. 2007. Uh-huh. Oh, he's going to be 14 this year then. He'll be 14 in October. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. You said that. My son mm-hmm. just turned 14 January. So I was trying to okay. do the math okay. in my head. Like, wait a minute. He sounds, yeah. He's got to be the same age. Okay. Yeah. When, to, when October when? October 3rd, Libra. October 23rd. I'm a Scorpio, but yeah, okay. It's October okay. babies. We stick together. Yeah, we we, we are together. the best. We are yeah, the best. So you have your son and then yeah. at what point, so in this voyage article, Dawn uh-huh. is talking about um, going to a vision board party. So can we, can we talk about that at, and give people a, a time understanding of like, you had your son and was this like a few years after he was still okay. very little, you know, uh-huh. what, at what point was that? Sure. So believe it or not, girl, this, this vision board party was 2019. Um, cause they're 2021 now. Oh, right. So yeah, okay. 2019, which is so, also when the, the business was officially started. When it was when the business was officially started. So this is a legit true story. Like anybody that knows me, anybody that's listening, that knows me, I've, like I said, I've done everything. Like I've done, I I have a degree in journalism, you know, like I've just been trying whatever. I was one of those people that um, as I got older, I started to get really frustrated because I would see people just naturally making money off of things they were good at. Like I have a friend who can make the cute little Starbucks cups or one girl was making earrings it's, and I could never find what my gift was. No matter what I tried, I could never find it, right? So um, I went to this vision board party. One of my uh, very good friends, Tasia, she's like a sister to my husband. So, you know, we, we became really close friends, great girl. And she, started this thing where she just has so many friends I want to bring all my girlfriends together let's just have a vision board party and I mean it, you would think it's maybe like six of it girl it was like 75 maybe 200 people at this vision board party and no lie she made everybody like go uh, um, everybody go around the room like one by one we're going to stand up tell the room what your dreams and aspirations are so here I am like literally like I don't know what I'm going to say because I tried blogging years ago that wasn't, I wasn't successful in that. I don't think writing's my thing. You know, I tried this. So I'm like, okay. And everybody's going around the room. I can make candles. I could do that. And I'm like, I can't do none of that. I can't do none of that. So I just said, okay, Don, you can either say nothing or just say, what is it that you can do? Everybody can do something. So I said, I like to cook. I can cook really well. Um, you know, even though, you know, today's Father's Day, so I'm, I'm cooking, you know, I've cooked for my family forever. I've never had any complaints. So I just said, I'm going to say I can cook. And that's literally how it started because she reached out to me for her next event. 
and said, hey, I remember you said you like to cook and your favorite meal to cook is brunch because I just happen to like breakfast. So I'm always like experimenting with like breakfast and brunch. So I said, I like to cook brunch. And she said, I'm going to be having a brunch event, um, a retreat type event for my next women's event. And I would love for you to get your feet wet and cook brunch. So my first job was to cook brunch for literally like 65 people. And I look back at those pictures and I'm like, oh my God, like, you know, girl, we were serving it on like little um, cookie sheets and all that. I had no idea about platters and presentation, but I just appreciate her so much because that is what literally was the, um, the springboard to where I am now. Because from then those women at those events wanted to give me opportunities like, hey, you know, I'm having a little girls night if you can make some hors d'oeuvres and it literally just catapult. It's it's one of those things like when you're living in your dream and when you're literally um, living out your purpose, everything just comes naturally. And that's really, ever since I spoke those words at that vision board party, people have just been calling me for to come cook for them. And I just, I just can't believe the success that I've had off of me just taking a chance and saying I can cook. I mean, I don't know if you believe in any type of anything. And if you don't, and you're I listening, do. that's yeah. fine too. You might want to, you know, just check out at this moment in time, uh-huh. but from your lips to God's ears, right? Like, yeah, absolutely. And, and the other thing is, uh, you said, you know, if, if you're living in your purpose, like it kind of comes easy. Yeah. And I think that's important for our, for my listeners to hear because you know, they're either at the place where they're starting a business or they're trying Mm -hmm. to scale a business, or maybe they're even in the ideation phase. So they're afraid to, you know, they're thinking of ideas, but maybe they're like you. So Mm -hmm. what could you tell somebody who might feel like you felt like, I just Mm -hmm. don't know what I want to do. What what would Uh you say? So here's, here's where it gets tricky. And I'm only saying it like that because you don't know how many times I've been to vision board parties or how many times I've just been in a space with people who like just naturally do their thing, right? So I can say all day long, just find what you're good at, find what you're good at. But that is the truth. It Because I guess what my problem was, I didn't really feel like cooking was a gift because I'm like, well, everybody can follow recipes, right? I mean, like everybody can just put waffle mix inside a waffle iron, you know? But so that's me diminishing what my true gift is from God because now I'm starting to see, well, either one, yes, people can do it, but do they want to do it for 50 people that they're having at their house? No. Or some people really just can't do it or don't have it. You know what I mean? Some people hate to cook. So what I would share with those people are, what I would share with those people is, you know, just literally don't lose sight of your of your dream, whatever that dream may be. If it's something that you truly believe is your, is your gift, um, or even if it's something that you think might not be a gift, if you think maybe painting pictures, like everybody can paint. No, everybody can't paint a picture. Everybody, so, you know, I never even considered myself to be a creative because I didn't think I was creating anything. But now as this gift has come to me, I can see that this is really a part of being creative. So just literally take some time to do some soul searching. You know, don't just jump out there at anything that you might think, oh, this might make me some money. Because it has, you know, I'm a firm believer in cliches and like all the like cute Instagram posts. So it's true what they say. If it's something that you do for free, then it might be something that is a gift for you that could you could monetize off of and really be successful at one day. So that's what I would tell people. Yeah. And, you know, like I think people forget too that 
your gift still needs to be developed. Absolutely. Yes. Uh-huh. You don't just wake up with a gift and then you're like, oh, got this gift. Gonna uh-huh. kill it. <laughs> right, right, <laughs> like, right, right. You still right. gotta work at the gift. That's a fact. You know, and you're st- you're also gonna s- probably suck at that gift initially. Uh-huh. Like you're, exactly the growth and and the getting great, getting to the glory of it all takes time. It takes time. It does. It does. And let me just say, um, that's something that I'm so thankful for. Like I've, I've always just been really humble and really modest, but I really want to take this, you know, use this platform to just let people know. I say it all the time on my Instagram page, you know, but I'm thankful for the people that gave me the chance to get to where I am now, because like you said, this is something that you have to work at. Okay. Yes. I know how to cook, but I know how to cook for my brothers and my dad. And like, you know, I don't got to make it look all pretty. They just know the food tastes good. You know what I mean? So it's something that, um, I've considered going to school for it now, even though, of course, you know, like people are like, oh, wow, you know how to cook. And that's something that a lot of my chef friends tell me, like, Don, you have the skill to save your money on, you know, why get another uh, going debt even more with another school loan? Like, why when you already have the gift? But I'm a tough critic of myself. And like you said, I know where I want to be as far as the chef goes. And I'm like, I want to get to the presentations where I'm using tweezers and like, you know, different things. And like, everything is perfectly placed and symmetrical. And that's really where I would like for Splendidly Flavor to grow into. So just because I know how to cook doesn't mean like, all right, you know, I'm about to just be doing. Nah, it's something that you got to constantly work at. You got to and it's it's a tough market, especially in the LA area. There's a lot of great, talented chefs out there. So it's like, I can't just be doing everything else that the next, I got to elevate. You know what I mean? So it's definitely something that you have to know if you, if you want to be successful and just not be stagnant, then I think it's important to know that you're going to have to like put in the work to, and allow yourself to be able to grow and learn so that you can elevate to new levels. And that means being uncomfortable. Absolutely. You know, like if you only, I think, I mean, I think it's important to stay in a, in an avenue, Mm -hmm. but at the same time, your uncomfortable might be that you go pursue more education Mm -hmm. for for cooking. Right. And maybe that means, maybe that doesn't mean going to school, but it might mean working with another chef who is different than you or right. cooks a different type of cuisine than you mm-hmm. is going to give you different business feedback or cooking feedback, you know? And uh, I think that's also something important that for the listeners to, to hear when she's saying about this is, is if you, if you don't want to be stagnant, you gotta, you gotta make sure you're exhausting your resources. Exactly. Right. I find, I find, exactly. I agree. 100%. And so, okay, so you go to this vision board party and you're like, I'm going to, I like to cook. (laughs) So when does it go from I like to cook to I'm going to really do this? Literally, I didn't even have the chance to even like try to think, was this something that, okay, so I'm going to tell you how powerful the mind is. I remember leaving that vision board party and maybe a couple of days after I was like, you know, because I knew my friend Tasia was looking to, um, you know, expand with her events for women and, you know, women supporting women type thing. So I was like, wouldn't that be something if she, if she really, because she said that she was going to be holding people forward up to their word. And so she said at the next event that she does, it's going to be, okay, now what's the what's next conversation? Like, 
one um, one of our other friends uh, was a travel agent. So she's like, okay, so you said you wanted to start your travel agent company. So now is what's next part of the conversation. So what have you done to develop, you know? So after the vision board party, I said, you know, God, what if she really calls me and says, you know, what have I done or what's next? And I swear to you, maybe, maybe a week later, she sends me a text and she's like, remember how you said you like to cook and you like to cook brunch? Well, I'm thinking, and I was like, okay. And in my mind, I'm like, well, okay, this is, you know, you want the chicken and waffles and this, and okay, that's, that's easy. I can do that in my sleep, but I've never done it for 60 people before. So here I am doing all of it the morning of, and so I'm like, I had a lot to learn, but literally like the next week is when I had to jump in there head first because she called me and I said, I'll do it. And that's how that was literally my first job and how it got started how did that end up go, was there any was there any hiccups no thankfully there weren't any hiccups everybody loved the food and I, I really got a lot of like positive feedback from the women you know everybody was really supportive and they knew it was one of my first job well literally my first job so no one could even give me any constructive criticism you know what I mean because they were just like the food was good and I had seen pictures so I presented some things but I didn't even think to bring platters so you know I things were pretty but it was like on a on a baking sheet rather than maybe on like a nice white platter you know what I mean so um I was just surrounded by so much love and so many women who wanted to see me win that it, it really did go well and at the end of the day truthfully you know they might say that the presentation wasn't up to par per se, but for the most part, I, I've learned with experience, people just care that the food was good. So the food was good, so everybody was happy. So it, it went really well, it went really well. And so after that moment, how does the, the business part move forward? So the business part, um, it, it was pretty slow for me as far as going the official route because I wasn't really sure where Splendidly Flavored was going. And that's something I didn't know Splendidly, uh, about Splendidly Flavored for a long time. You know, Splendidly Flavored started off at the food blog. I just always loved food and I've always been a foodie. But it wasn't until the vision board party that it took that catering turn, you know what I mean? So after that, I, would, I got a couple jobs. I did a baby shower maybe a month after that. Um, and then I want to say, I, didn't, I don't think I filed for my LLC until uh, the top of 2020. And that was because... I had to get business insurance for a job that um, a woman who wanted to book me for one of her um, religious branches that she was doing. So I was like, okay, well, now I got to put this in the overdrive. Like, I don't even know. So I, you know, I went through the whole legal Zoom process and I, um, you know, got my EIN and, you know, started and got my um, business insurance and just took things off. And then that's where it took like the official business turn. But even still today, I'm, I'm still learning because, you know, like I said, my, my mom um, worked, you know, at a job for 30 years and retired, but my dad was just kind of like, a, you know, he, he's, he was into music, he dabbled in music, you know, so I didn't have anybody really, anybody at all, not even really, I didn't have anybody to teach me about an EIN or about business credit or, or any of that. So that's something that I took under my, um, on, on my own and start literally trusting these people that I see on Instagram. And I invested in, I took a chance. I was like, okay, I don't really know who this girl is, but she sounds like she knows what she's talking about. I'm going to invest, um, invest in some of her classes. And for, um, and this is something that's going on presently. And it's helped me now even more so to where she and I have uh, built like an affiliate program together because 
her classes work. I didn't know about business credit, what a net 30 was. I didn't know anything about, you know, and for those listening who may not, that's just, you know, these companies who will give you an invoice and give you 30 days to pay it back. When you want to elevate as a business, business credit is important. Um, another thing that's important is getting the grants because although there's cash flow coming in and out of the business, sometimes there's going to be a point where your business account is going to hit like $150 and you're just like hoping that somebody books you with the, with the big deposit so that you can afford the groceries for the next event. You know what I mean? So, you know, um, so I learned how to, how to qualify for grants. I, you know, there's just so much that I had to go and do my own homework on because I didn't have a mom who knew anything about start or, you know, some people have it good where their parents leave things to them. I didn't have that. So I had to do a lot of learning on my own, but it's a lot of work and it's, you're going to look back and think, man, I don't think I've had any free time, but it's worth it. Like this business thing is a, is a machine of its own and you got to work at it to make sure if you want to be successful, you got to spend your time working at it to make sure that you continue to elevate and not just be stagnant. So what is this? Uh, you said net 30. Yes. Can you tell 30. listeners what people that a little, can you elaborate on that? Or at least for your experience, like what that meant for you? Yes. So for um, what I can so what a net 30 is, is it's basically an invoice. Um, and I'm going to share just two experiences because um, this might be helpful too. There's companies out there that will allow you to get net 30s, get invoices from them for free. Because there's this one company who I was trying to buy some stuff from called Restaurant Webstaurant Store online. And you have to pay like $99 a month to get to qualify for net 30s. And that's not something that I was able to afford, you know, because I'm trying to like save to be, you know, be able to buy a, an office or, or, you know, lease an office and lease a business car, you know, so I'm trying to like really watch my business funds. So be leery of that. I'm not saying that that's not the way to go, but for startup companies like myself, you know, um, if you don't have that disposable income to pay a $99 monthly fee just so that you can qualify for an invoice after you order. So you have to pay $99 plus whatever you order from that site. You know, it, it just, to me, just sounded like something I couldn't afford at the moment. But a uh, company Uline is a really good general retail um, company that offers net 30s for free for, uh, for their customers. So you literally go through their magazine. It's almost as thick as what the yellow pages were, if, if any of you guys are old enough to remember what the yellow pages were. <laughs> but it's literally like a thick Way book back in our way back when you had way. to open a book and find ooh, you know you open up a book know, and find who you were looking for <laughs> if you're a TikTok generation i know you're probably like what in the world but you know for us who are grew up with the 411 and all that it's papers right <laughs> but you they have everything easy like from like the tissue paper that you um you know, wrap, wrap your products in, in your boxes, all the way to, uh, shelving anything under the sun. So I recently ordered some bags for them because for my meal preps and they send, uh, um, they mail out an invoice. They, it got to me maybe like seven days after I placed my order and you have 30 days to pay it. And a, a good way to help build your business credit. Once you, you know, you have to get your EIN and all of that, of course, but then once you have all of that and you start getting these net 30s, pay them 10 days before they're due. And that's how you're going to watch that business credit score go up and you'll be able to qualify for 
leasing your own office and getting a business card under your business name and all of that. So it's definitely something that is going to is useful for those listening for sure. Yeah, I I actually don't think I ever heard that before. I think I recently have heard of Uline. Okay. And I think there's a few other ones too that offer. I just, I never heard of that net 30 thing. Okay. Yeah. See, neither have I. And I'm telling you, like, I would um, be taking these courses and, and communicating with people. And I'm just like, it sounds like they're speaking a whole other language. I'm like, a net 30. I'm like, okay. Like you said, can we elaborate on that? But it's something that I'm big on sharing with, um, sharing with others because, again, I'm here, I am. You know, some people look at my Instagram page and they think, oh, wow, like, you know, you're you're really doing it. But I'm like, I'm really just learning just like the next. And I had to rely on people who were friends of mine, you know, to really kind of give me some tips. And then but a lot of people aren't really out here like working for the business credit and like working to really have like a a strong multi-million dollar company business, you know? So some people are just kind of cool with just kind of being, ah, I I don't even do all that. I just kind of just cook the food. But for me, I know I want Spindly Flavor to at least have the opportunity to elevate to like the higher levels like that. So I'm just taking all the steps now. And literally I I work a nine to five. I do my meal preps and um, the catering jobs. And then my third job is literally learning about business credit. Oh, and it's so um, I don't know if you have ever heard of this, but I tell everybody because sometimes when you have information and or you're used to hearing it all the time, you think everybody knows this, right? Right. You're you're in the Uh bubble. I call it the bubble, right? Oh, you already (laughs) like I've already heard it a million times. So everyone else must have heard it a million times. Right. The small business association. Uh huh. Okay. Um, it's a free resource. So I don't know if you've utilized it at all. If you have, then we can just kind of, you know, you can ignore this, but for people who are listening, the small business association provides services, mentorship classes, everything revolving around business. I mean, they'll do marketing classes, startup classes, how to do projections, how to write a a business plan. I found out about it on a podcast listening okay. to a podcast and I was like, what? It's, it's free because you're a taxpayer. And then I immediately went and was like, okay, I got to put this into motion. So what, who do I need to figure out? How do I need to do this? You know, what do I need to do? And it's a free service. So it's obviously when you're effic- uh, even thinking of starting a business or you're in the startup phase, or maybe you've been open for like a year or two or three, and you're like, what the heck do I do now? Like, I don't really know because business is its own thing. And I think a lot of us are self-employed thinking that we have businesses and you're self-employed if you work for yourself and make money. But if you leave and you no longer make money, then you don't have a business. Absolutely. You're just self-employed. Absolutely. I know I'm going to make a lot of people mad with that, but I learned that the hard way myself. (laughs) And, uh, that's just, you know, that's what it is. So go to the small business, uh, small business associations like SBA.gov. Yeah. Um, and they can provide more free resources for you. Mentorship. You can work one-on-one. Now, did you utilize the SBA at all? Have you utilized them? I did. I, I did. Especially, you know, last year with the pandemic happening, that's when I think everybody probably became aware with the uh, SBA, Associ- small business association. Mm-hmm. I had never heard of it prior um, and they definitely have a lot of a lot of great, like you said, a lot of great free drink, free gems out there. 
Um, however, for me, I'm one of those, I am a visual learner and I kind of work better in almost like a classroom setting where we can, so, you know, that the information was nice, but like you said, so with, when I'm reading all of this and none, like, what is a net 30? Okay, what is a Duns and Bradstreet? Who is that? You know, how can I call? And I'm thinking, you know, okay, what's their number? And it's like, girl, no, Duns and Bradstreet is just like mm -hmm. part of your credit check, like, for, for, you know what I mean? So I'm like, well, so, so if, if uh, again, too, if people don't know, Dun and Bradstreet is something that once you uh, establish your business, so you've you've maybe opened your LLC or whatever formation, and then you've gotten your EIN number, and then you go to Dun and Bradstreet and you apply for a number through them, and that's how you build your business credit. Um, and it actually takes a very short amount of time to build business yes. credit too. It's not like personal credit. Um, shameless plug i had a whole interview on business credit personal credit in like episode 21 if you want to go check that back out but uh dun and bradstreet do it there's another one too that they like report to i can't remember the name of it um but there is another one i'll have to look it up and and send it to you yeah and i'm thinking i, I think is it called paydex yeah 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 okay. it's like your paydex score yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. there uh -huh. you go uh -huh. so you know because that's why i'm like i know i've read i was just reading about this yesterday and i think it's paydex so like you said and that's another thing you know don't get for those listening don't get overwhelmed thinking oh man business credit it's much quicker to develop positive business credit than it is personal credit and don't get discouraged too if you have bad personal credit because a lot of these, um, you know, these lenders, I guess you could say, like if you're trying to qualify for a gas card or an Amazon card or, you know, um, Apple business accounting and, and all of those types of things, that's set your, your personal credit is separate. You know what I mean? So people don't have to get discouraged if they, you know, with, we all went through a tough time, girl, 2020, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. nobody's alone there. You know, if your, if your credit took a hit that you don't feel like you can't start a business or you can't give it. No, it's completely separately. And, and don't get me wrong. I want to clarify too. There, there are some companies that may um, require personal credit, but there's a ton of others that don't. They're going to look solely at your business credit. So I, I kind of look at business credit as like a second chance per se, you know, so, you know, focus on keeping your business credit strong and healthy. And then you're, it, it will just only help you. I'm telling you qualify for so much funding and just, um, you know, be able to have that leverage to go out and get, you know, I'm one of those, like, <laughs> I want one of those really nice offices, like in downtown LA or something, you know, like, it's just all window, you know, like, that's, that's like a, a goal that I see on my vision board that I have for myself. So when I say, don't get discouraged, and this is what girl, I, I know I can get that. And I know my business credit is going to do that. And it just takes, you know, you just have to put the work in and, you know, keep strong, healthy business credit um, for about eight to nine months, and then I'll be able to have that. So do it's, it guys do and it. then what uh so now how did i mean how was 2020 for you did it completely halt everything for you so it it did it completely halted everything because even that religious brunch that i spoke about um that wasn't able to happen because she wanted it was going to be for about i want to say like 80 people 75 to 80 people um but you know we couldn't 
we couldn't have events of that many people and you know um event spaces weren't even allowing them to even like maybe secretly go on behind closed you know what i mean so um we we delayed the date maybe three times and um i had a a wedding that i was supposed to do you know so a, a lot of my um big jobs that i had on the books i had to just cancel them um i'm big on trying to reschedule but we didn't know if there was any end in sight you know so um i had to cancel some events but it wasn't until things started to maybe i want to say maybe come summertime june i think when people started getting restless that's when it actually started booming for me because people couldn't go to restaurants. So they wanted to bring the restaurant to themselves. So I was able to monetize off that and offer private chef services. So I did a lot of private dinners for couples, for groups up to maybe like 15 or 20 people. So luckily I didn't hit a brick wall as long as maybe others did because I was able to still have an avenue where I was able to make money and it was still in a safe and small setting. So it worked. Well, I love the way that you were able to just pivot so, I mean, that's a big one is you just mm -hmm. were like, well, I'm going to get this money still. I got mean, <laughs> to figure it out. I got, it might not look the way I want to look, but right. uh, it's right. going to come right. to me. However, exactly. it's going to come to me. Exactly. Know? And, you know, I'm just, I'm just really big on, you know, I could have, I could have just kind of just like been in here soaking, like, oh my God, my business is over. What am I going to do this pandemic? Or I could just make, make way, you know, so. I had that that I had opportunities come to me and people were interested in, you know, I was taking COVID tests like crazy, you know, um, and providing results and, you know, wearing my mask and um, I have independent contractors that work with me, you know, um, my husband is a, he's, I don't even, I guess I can call him an independent contractor, but he's just like my go-to, like whenever I need help and, you know, before I had the independent contractors, I guess I could say, he was always like right there by my side, helping me, you know, uh, prep and all of that and plate food. So I, I have a really good um, team, I guess you could say, you know, so I'm like, I could either sit here and just feel down in the dumps or just really like just go out here and follow the path that God and the universe is leading me on, you know, so here's this opportunity to do these private dinners. So I'm gonna do these private dinners until the bigger catering jobs pick up, you know, money is money and people have all types of events that they want to celebrate and you want me to be a part of it. I'm there. No question. That's awesome. And so what's on your, what's on your radar for 2021? What's 2021 looking like? You know what? I am very bad on saying that because I, I, again, like I didn't know that spindly flavor was going to be where it is now. I, I did not foresee this happening. I never knew what road that I would be led down, but I like, I like the way that things are. Um, what I can say, um, I guess what I can say is on what I would like to see for the closing of 2021 is me getting closer to having a, a, a nice office space, you know, instead of me, cause I'm, I'm right now I'm storing stuff in my garage and, you know, and it's just like, and now my car is in a way, let me move the car, everything stacked on top of each other. It, it's a hassle. So I would really like to have a big office space where I can neatly store my things. And again, I'm visual person so i'll be buying platters and then i'm like dang i forgot i have one like you know so i would like to have an office space i, I would like for um spindly flavor to just grow um i would like to have a food truck one day that is something that I, I hear it's a lot of hard work i hear it's a lot of hard work and long days but 
I just want to continue to feed to feed the people, you know, and I know that food is one thing that makes people happy no matter what they're going through. Even if they've had a shitty day, I know that food is good food is going to change the mood, you know. So instead of people having to book me, you know, for a big old, you know, $10,000 event or something, you know, I'm just like, you don't have to break the bank to book me. So that's the reason why I want to have maybe a food truck one day where I'm able to just be like, uh, you know, downtown LA area and somebody can just come and just buy a meal and just experience my food and take it from there. You know what I mean? So that's something that I would love to see happen by the end of the year. And, and do you want to be the one on the food truck or do you hope that it might be where you can then bring on, you know, maybe up and coming chefs to kind of cook your, your recipes? Uh-huh. I would love uh, both actually. I would love because I want to learn it too because I've never worked on a food truck before. So I would love to be able to learn it and get that experience and actually, you know, and plus I, I if I'm going to hire somebody to work the truck, I want to know what it's like. I don't want to just kind of be like, all right, so girl, so we're going to be out here and uh, I'm going to be here, but you're going to be, I want to know like what really goes into it. So I'll be able to know what type of person is actually going to be yeah. fit to actually work the truck and you know something that my husband his name's greg <laughs> i i hate like saying my husband you know like he has a name you know? he's a man so, he's, he's a person he has a, person, a whole person he's not like just my husband but um something that we talk about all the time is you never really realize how important it is like the service part when you're serving people food or you know you're the chef. people imagine like people loving the food but I'm a bitch or, you know, or like, oh, the, the guy who took my order was an asshole. You know what I mean? So he's like, you know, somebody, especially if you're going to be on a truck, the person who takes the order is the person who's delivering the person. The truck has to be clean. And of course, that's the first impression, but it's all about service. And no matter how good the food is, if the service isn't there, then why would people go back? Like I, people don't even want to spend $5 of their own money if it's going to be in an average, in a, um, in an avenue where the service is, is subpar, you, you know what I mean? So it's just surprising on how much, you know, you have to be courteous and, you know, it's like customer service almost, I guess you can see, you see what I'm trying to say? Like, just because I mean, I'm it is, food, it definitely is. Yeah, it is. And, and right. And so you... all that has to go to play. Sorry, my daughter just walked in here. And, you know, you as the business owner too, it's, Mm -hmm. these are the things that I hope people understand as the business owner, that it's why you also can't be every part of your business. You can't be the cook and you can't be the server and you can't be the business person. Like you eventually have to, to run a business, you eventually have to focus only on the business and you Mm -hmm. can't only focus on like, I'm going to get the food truck. I'm going to deliver it. I'm going to, I'm going to cook it. I'm going to, you know, in order to scale when you start bringing people on like those operations, right? Like the day-to-day operation stuff means something. And that customer service part is a big portion of your industry. I mean, you're, you're serving food. Like you said, like, I, Mm -hmm. I love good customer service. It's something that's Mm -hmm. like, if the food, like, there's a place here where I am. I'm in Florida and there's a, I mean, it's so good. It's this Colombian restaurant that we like and it's really good, but the service is always terrible. 
And I'm like, man, I would love to come here if it wouldn't take me like two hours to dine here. (laughs) Waiting. I never have my drink, you know, but that's all like the operations, you know, and, and training. And I think sometimes as business owners, I say all that to say, uh, I think as business owners, we forget that part sometimes. So it's just nice to hear you say like that, that matters because sometimes it's like, okay, well, I got to like figure this out. So I can't like the service part isn't that important to me. I got to worry about like other stuff, you know? Uh And, and because one thing I always put myself in the consumer's shoes because I've been a consumer, you know what I mean? So, you know, like I said, even if I'm buying a $3 coffee from Starbucks, if the service isn't there, it kills my whole experience. You know what I'm saying? And now, Mm -hmm. and sometimes I'm so big on customer service that sometimes now I don't even really want my coffee anymore. You know what I mean? Because now the whole experience is like, it's just been like colored with like this bad, um, this awful customer service. And now, you know what I mean? So I just know that when, when people experience splendidly flavored, this is, this is like from the bottom of my heart, not only it's, it's more than just the food. Like I want, I want people to leave saying that was an experience all the way from pre-booking to me packing up my stuff and getting in my car and leaving. And then even sending a, a thank you email, you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's service first because forget about 2020 and what people went through financially people don't have to spend their hard on money with me. You know what I mean? But if they choose to do that with me, I want them to be pleased from the service, from the, from the food, to the experience, to the plating, to the, the, the presentation across the board. I want everybody to be, I was going to say satisfied, but you know, I've never had anybody say that something was nasty or anything, but you know what I mean? Like, I just want, I want it to be a positive experience and everything that is completely in my control. I want them to say, man, like she, she really handled that. And her team is amazing. And word of mouth is one of the one is free. And it's one of the best ways to um, get new clients. So I have to make sure that I kill it every time. And I leave every customer feeling like, man, she really cares and her service is great. I'm going to make sure I let my friend who's having a baby this year, I'm going to let her know you need her for your baby shower, that type of thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's service, everything. No, it's, it's more than just a good food. So what three pieces of advice would you give to maybe the women that are listening who are interested in starting their own business? Okay. Three pieces of advice. Um, it's, probably all going to sound cliche, but I'm going to say first, do it, just start. Because I think that we always, um, as women, we say, okay, oh, maybe it's not the right time. Well, you know, my son just started kindergarten. Oh, my son, just do it. Just start, you know, just start because, you know, I know I'm like that too. I would, if it wasn't for me speaking those words at that vision board party, I don't, I don't think I've ever would have unveiled this whole layer that's inside of me that I didn't even know was there. You know what I mean? So do it, just exercise it and work that new muscle, which is the business and just go for it. We're all learning. You don't have to be uh, um, an, an expert in business. I'm not, you know what I mean? But it's just something that you're gonna have to work at to learn, but just start it. Um, another business is I would definitely recommend taking the time to really learn you, you do have to make some sacrifices, take some time, whether, you know, whenever you have any downtime, 
to really learn what you're going to have to do because this, especially now, which is great to see, but we have a lot more entrepreneurs now than what we've ever, than what I've ever seen. I'll say, you know what I mean? A lot of people just going forward and living out their dreams. So just take the time to research and educate yourself, learn what sets you above the next chef, or I don't know, the next artist or the next um, gym, whatever it is that you want to do, do find what sets yourself above and just go for it. You know what I mean? Just and and focus on that. And then um, but education is important because if you go into this lost and blind, then you will get lost and you will feel overwhelmed and you will feel like maybe maybe I was wrong. So, no, take the time to just kind of learn and kind of zero in on where you're going and what you want to do. And then you'll be able to flourish from there. And then the last is. You have to trust yourself and trust your trust your dreams and believe trust God trust the universe to know that whatever path that you're on is the path that you're meant to be on um I don't I would not be here where I am if it wasn't for all those jobs that I've had I've worked at in the hotel industry I've worked in sales but and I can literally take little pieces of every experience that I've had at each job and it's gotten me to where I am so even if you feel I felt so lost I'm telling you like I have chills and you know just to put an age to it in 2019 I was 34 so 30, you know, again, I'm big on cliche. So all you don't feel like it's too late. It's not too late. I just figured out what I wanted to be and who, who I am at 34. So no matter what the age is, trust the path that you're on, go for it, take the risk and trust in yourself to know that it's going to lead to where you're supposed to be in life. And then let people know where they can find you. So my Instagram handle, I do have a Facebook too, um, which is Splendidly Flavored. Um, I'm just not as active on Facebook. I find that a lot of my target audience, they use Instagram. So my Instagram is Splendidly Flavored. I have a website, um, www.splendidlyflavored.com. Um, and I'm like literally one of the nicest, coolest people. If anybody has any questions, please feel free to reach out to me. I'm happy to elaborate. And, you know, a lot of people have shared their knowledge with me, which is why I'm happy to share my knowledge with others. So please don't hesitate. Reach out to me if you have any questions or if you're a chef just starting out um, and you have some questions about how to price, whatever it may be. Honestly, just I am one of the most gracious and nicest people and I'm happy to help anybody, man or woman, no matter what it is, to succeed. So, man, like. You know, me and my friends say it's money out here. You know, like let's so get it. Much. Let's space for there's space for all of us. You know what I mean? It, I don't have to feel like I'm in competition with the next, and you don't have to feel like that either. So, you know, you guys have my information. Please reach out, um, and I'm just happy to to share or even just be, you know, just a, a vessel if you just need to kind of just get something out. And I'm here to see us all win for sure we're all great and i'm just here to watch everybody be great don thank you so much this was so thank good you. i'm gonna thank stop you. i'm gonna stop recording okay but okay. i do want to talk to you for thanks for listening to the warrior her podcast don't forget to join us next week for another fun episode go like subscribe rate and leave a review on itunes until next time warriors remember Girls really do run the world.